0: Welcome, welcome everybody to another Wednesday night fun-filled talk with my partner here Adam Sunhalter about small businesses. Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name's Jack Mancini. I'm a business coach. And as I previously mentioned, my partner here Adam Sunhalter is chomping at the bit to talk about our stuff tonight. And what our stuff is, we take from the archives, very recent archives, like the last last time since we broadcast, which was Wednesday, last Wednesday. And basically what we do is take our coaching experiences and take the highlights from those coaching experiences, condense them into the most popular ones that we were talking about, and that's what we talk about at our show tonight. So we have, as always, an interesting Sometimes it's real exciting, but it's exciting depending on your point of view, and our point of view is always up, and our point of view is always exciting. So here we are tonight, Adam. We're going to crank up and talk about tonight, organization issues, and a wide variety, very wide variety of that, that we picked up on with our clients last week. I'd like you to introduce what that's going to be, my boy. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm
1: busy over here chomping on my bit, Jack. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to start winning like a what horse. What is your bit? What That's is right. your bit? Let me put that in my mouth and start chomping away, right? It, uh, so we have, as, as as you're mentioning here, Jack, yeah, we have a lot of organizational issues, and uh, a lot of times that boils down to people. And before I get started here, I want to make sure that everybody knows, uh, for those who are loyal listeners, you know this already, but for those of you who are new, welcome. Glad to have you here. You're always welcome to be part of our show. You can do that by giving us a call, 440 440- Nine four six nine four six eight. We're here live in the studio every Wednesday from seven to eight p.m. If you call in tonight, you'll get Sean on the board, and if you treat him right, he'll set you <laughs> through. If not, he'll hang up on you. That's how that's how it works here. He's, Sean's a pretty but, tough uh, guy. We've come to learn. We'd love to we'd love to hear to hear your responses to some <laughs> things that we're talking about either tonight or if you have questions of your own. We, we like to say we get people unstuck from a state of how. And our how question for this evening, you know, as Jack mentioned from the organizational standpoint, I want to start with this one, which is how do you break free from the hourly? mentality the hourly mentality so we when jack mentioned small businesses you know again what we focus on uh, tends to be companies that are from 1 to 25 employees and we found that it's often hardwired into those organizations this hourly mentality so uh, finding employees for 10 12 14 bucks an hour and that's how people tend to think about stuff and to shift from that mentality to more of what I'll call a salaried mentality, and when we talk about salaries at what point do we you know does it become expensive and so I want to kind of touch on a couple of situations that we've had this you know just this past wait a week me, alone. Wait
0: before you do it before you go down that that lane here, the hourly mentality I think that has its roots in in the old industrial mindset that basically uh started i don 't know how long I don't know how long ago it was, certainly over hundred years and Hourly mentality was something I I believe which was created by management to deal with the union mentality, and they had to have some form of accounting for people's time. So in order to structure contracts, deals, and all sorts of different things, they created a 40-hour work week. Uh, We didn't look that up tonight, but we could if if anyone out there needs it uh, looked up and basically it's it's that hourly mentality that Adam talks about where people are conditioned to think in terms of a 40-hour work week over that overtime federal law etc cetera, etc cetera, has stuck their nose into it and basically we're also stuck with the hourly mentality that hey once i punch my clock once i punch my clock <laughs> once i punch my card once i punch my <laughs> card <laughs> I'm done for the day. Don't ask me to do anything else unless you're going to pay me for it. Right. But yeah. that's the hourly mentality that Adam's talking
1: about. And, and, and it's become ingrained, uh, uh, you know, to, to your point, Jack. It's become ingrained at the employee level as well as the employer level, and it's one of those things that can really drive a tremendous wedge in between ownership or management and and and, and people who are, who are working at the company. Or it's the us versus them thing, and you, you see it, you know, for sure. It's very clear when it comes to uh, unionized uh, shops, where it's us versus them, the, the the union versus management, and and each side, um, you know, can be can be very contentious for sure, but it can be very toxic and poisonous for for a small company. And again, you know, the, you know, the, the mentality is a, is a couple of things. Uh, I think to your point, Jack. Especially as, uh, here we are in 2018, the mentality is to try to get stuff done. The current mentality should be to try to get stuff done, and the way people work is very different from what it used to be even 20 years ago, let alone 100 years ago. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> and many companies have more of that kind of dispersed work, uh, workforce where maybe not everybody's coming to the same location. They're working in multiple locations. They're working for maybe multiple cities or countries. And they're, but they're all working on similar or, or the same projects. So how do you kind of bring them together? How do you keep track of what they're doing? And the modern worker doesn't necessarily want to be uh, under somebody's thumb, so to speak where they're always being watched, everything's being, being, being kept time. So coming in and punching that clock and you know, keeping track of stuff. And, again, it, you know, it, it creates all the wrong mentality. And from a, from a bigger picture standpoint, when it comes to trying to find good people, most good people that you find are not typically going to be hourly mentality folks.
0: Very few. Very few are. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Where good people today, oh, good people have always been this way, but now they've been more uncovered in in today's day and age. Where basically they like to have flexibility like everybody does. You don't want to be chained to a desk or a machine or whatever else you might be chained to for 40 hours a week. You want the freedom to do a job that basically will allow you the flexibility to mix your personal life to whatever degree you can. Now knowing some jobs just require you know the presence at a certain location for for longer periods of time, but those aren't the majority those are the minority if the management works with the employee to try to structure something it can be done and is being done more and more today
1: so so somebody so throw a you know a real world example here jack so we we have a client of ours that um Company is going to be approaching two million in sales in terms of the size of the company to kind of give you some perspective. So, so two million dollars in sales, or darn close to that, it's going to be, is going to be coming through the company this year. And there's a there's an hourly mentality uh, for the for the vast majority of the team, and that's true whether it be you know, production related workers or folks who are more in the administrative or office functions. And to go from an hourly mentality of you know twelve bucks an hour, thirteen bucks an hour, fifteen bucks an hour, to paying a salary of let's say fifty thousand dollars or sixty thousand dollars, or heaven forbid, Jack, to go to six figures, oh my, hundred thousand dollars, that seems like so much money. Just think about The mentality: fifteen dollars, you know, you an know, you know, it's per hour. Fifteen dollars versus fifty thousand. I mean, it's almost hard to kind of bridge that gap. You know, you can do the messy, okay, 15, that's, you know, it's about equivalent to thirty or $32,000 in terms of salary. But there's still that big gap in the mentality. There's, there's that big divide there. Try to find good people. They will replace two or three people who are not so good. What's a good people? Good people are folks who are going to come in and they're going to do the right things. They're going to bring lots of good experience, good attitude, And they're going to try to get the work done. They aren't going to be counting hours. So they're going to be constantly looking at the clock and, hey, I'm showing up at at 7.59. If if, if the required hours are are 8 a.m. to to, to 5 p.m., they aren't going to show up at 7.59 and punch the clock at 8 a.m. and hit the clock right at 5.01 and be out the door. They're going to be constantly working on stuff. They may also want some flexibility in terms of what's kind of going on because they're going to be working later at night from home. They're going to be working on the weekends and stuff. They have things that are kind of going on. Their minds are gonna be are gonna be going. It isn't gonna be a cutoff as soon as I walk out of the you know, either walk out of the the plant or the or the office or uh, you know, if I'm working remotely, once I turn down the computer or turn off the computer, then I'm gonna shut my brain off. It's gonna be churning. Things are gonna be in there kind of rattling around a little bit.
0: They have an owner's more or less an owner's mentality and they they have uh, the word the words work ethic are is that one word or two words, Adam?
1: Usually two, but you can make it yeah? one.
0: Okay, no hyphen there, right? Uh, no. When in doubt,
1: you can always hyphen. I think that's you know, that's one of those, those lessons you learn in English class. If you aren't too sure, work a hyphen it. You can work hyphenate ethic. it. Connect so, it that way.
0: So basically, they they have an owner's mentality towards work. They they do what's best for the company instinctively, and with that, they they they're looking for a balance. You know, if they want to take some time off, they they will. But They get the work done in ways that you cannot imagine versus a clock watcher making 12 bucks an hour. Not that we don't need them, not that there aren't good ones, but the good people that we're talking about can come in and put an impact on a small business like you wouldn't believe. And it's one of the hardest things that Adam and I have when talking about good people it's very difficult to explain what a good person is, what a good employee, what, a, you know, what an excellent employee is. They add value in ways that you can't even imagine. And that's what we strive for, to try to find those people that are loyal and, and diligent in their workings with the company. They provide so much. And usually that comes from an experience level that they bring to the job and perhaps an education. And there's always an education of some type and kind involved. And that's the kind of people we would like to have in our company—not clockwatchers. They're the worst kind. Let
1: me let me ask our audience a, a rhetorical question here, Jack, because I think it, I think it relates to the to most owners that, that that we've seen. Yeah, do you, do you ever wonder why, no matter how much work you give somebody during the course of an eight-hour day, somehow they're able to do it in eight hours, where it might seem like it's a lot of work? or not so much work, somehow they magically get it done in eight hours. Now, do you honestly believe that if you had, if that person knew that they're going to get paid the same amount, whether they work eight hours or three hours or 10 hours, that some of those days that you know that that whatever they've been given to to, to get done really shouldn't take eight hours, that they're going to get it done, that they, they may get it done in three or four hours? You ever wonder why that doesn't happen when they're hourly mentality or when they're hourly wage people? Because they're they're gonna try to make sure they get their eight hours. I was gonna ask why. Because they don't, they don't <laughs> wanna they don't wanna, you know, only get paid for three or four hours and get sent home. They'll stretch things out. They'll slow things down.
0: Money isn't on their brain all the time. It's not occupying it ninety five percent of the time. Doing the work getting the work done well that's what what basically occupies them
1: well for, will come. well for for a salary person to a yeah, but right. so, so here, but, the, but what happens when it's hourly you're constantly dominated by by wanting to make sure you, you get your hours for one because you aren't sure cuz you don't have that steady paycheck that you can count on every every week every two weeks twice a month if you had that all of a sudden yeah the, you you stop worrying so much about it cuz you know you know what you're going to get or even worse than that maybe you you're gaming the system so 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 well then not only do you take the eight hours, actually you may take ten hours to do it, Jack. And now you're starting to get time and half and some overtime on stuff. And it becomes a tremendous cost and a tremendous burden to the organization. Because people aren't doing the right things because they're becoming very self-focused because of the way ownership and management has structured the company. And this hourly mentality can be tremendously infectious and toxic. Toxic for the organization. Tough words. All right, so we have a couple. We have quite a few stories on this. We want to kind of get into and share, but we want to kind of lead it off with that. So we come back from break. We'll talk a little bit more about how do you break free from this hourly mentality. Hmm. Stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini, and we
0: are business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners. We'll see you at the end of this little break.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. We used to love while others used to play. All right, welcome back. Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming at you live here from Willoughby, Ohio. I'm Adam Sunhalter.
0: Live, Adam Sunhalter live. This is Jack Mancini, also live on WINT 101.5
1: FM, 13:30 a.m. That's right. Get them both in there, Jack. And hey,
0: what we're talking about is we have. uh, If you go to our website, you're going to see what we call the seven keys to success. And we're talking about one of the many, many subheadings of those seven keys. And this is number four called organization. And under organization, we had lots of different talks with our clients this week. A couple of them uh, were teaching in different uh, stages how to read financial statements to the owners of these companies. That's a big deal to many of them. And new hires, big, big deal. And that leads into discussions on manuals and how to pay people and how to structure these things it goes on and on and what we've narrowed this down to just for tonight's show we'll have other we'll probably talk about those other things i just mentioned and another on another show and uh, and and basically tonight what we're talking about are hourly wages and the mentality behind hourly wages and the value that hourly wages basically more well, I don't want to say, I was going to, now how do I want to say this? The hourly wages basically can take efficiency, take esprit de corps out of a company in ways that many owners can't understand or even see. But Adam, you were talking about hourly wages and you didn't like them.
1: I explained them, I used the word toxic, Jack. That's why you didn't strong, like them. It's a pretty That's strong right. word and, and it can really drive a wedge into what's going on. At the end of the day, as the owner of the company, one of the the prime concerns you have or one of the prime goals you have is to service your customers to make sure that your customers, you know, they have the products or services that that, that, that they're they're well taken care of. And you'd like to have everybody in your organization focus on that as well because without the customers, you don't have business and you don't have sales coming in. You don't have money to pay people. You don't have money to do do anything, okay? So you want to be able to kind of service your customers and get stuff done. And you want to find folks who are who are going to be motivated to to, to do that, and the hourly mentality, okay, and the, the hourly wage is a big part of it, but just the overall keeping track of hours, what's kind of going on, it can be so toxic because it can be very negative to people. That's what they start to focus on the wrong things. They're focusing on the hours and the 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 quarters of hours and tenths of hours and everything else, and they're losing sight of the overall goal, which is to complete the job and do it right. And sometimes you're going to get it wrong. In a a way, you're going to underestimate something. Sometimes you may overestimate something in terms of how how much time it takes. But the idea is to keep people's energy and their focus on delivering that product, delivering that service in the best way, the way it's intended to be done, and not focus on a certain number of hours or how things are going to be done. And adding value to the customers also adds value to your organization. So if, if I have all my work done, so to speak, for the day, Jack, and I'm a good person, well, chances are I'm not going to just go take off the afternoon or sit around twirling my thumbs and say, hey, I have no more, no more work to do. You have to keep paying me. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. I'll find things to do. Or you'll leave,
0: and that's okay because everything you're doing is up to date and, and balanced
1: and okay to go, but go on. But, well, there, there are ways to, to kind of get around that. So salary is, is one way to do it. Also ways to do it, you know, we've got you know, uh, clients who are, who, who are in the collision repair business. And they have ways that they will give somebody a flat rate per job. So if you're going to paint this th- this vehicle or you're going to fix this thing, all of a sudden we have a flat rate per job. So, Jack, I, yeah, I don't care if it takes you five minutes or five hours to do it. I'm paying you a certain, a, a certain amount of money for that. It's worth a certain dollar amount to me. To have you do that and it encourages you to become better and more efficient and do it right because if you do it wrong guess what it's coming back so you're not going to do a sloppy job in five minutes and like you know, if it's not done right i'm gonna send it back to you I, i'm not going to accept that's right. it right the quality has to be there that's correct though so that there are ways and depending what your business model is there are ways to, to 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 incent employees and your team to do the right things and if they're motivated by money that's fine if they're able to then again if it helps them, it also helps you as the owner. If they're able to churn out more work and and generate more money for themselves, that's going to generate more profit for you and your business as well, which has a lot of very, very positive effects versus the folks who are, again, counting hours. All they care about is being there for a certain amount of time. They're biding their time. That's right, and that's what we would not call a good employee. Uh, They
0: might be playing by the rules here, but people generally... Uh, we, we like to have more flexibility. People, as Adam said, looking for more to do if they run
1: out of what they have. So yeah. and, and you spend your time where people get distracted with this. And I guess it comes from that, that old industrial mentality you're mentioning, Jack, which is, again, people are overseeing all the time. So you know your job as the owner is not to to have a visual look on everybody at all times and make sure that they're working hard. You want to make sure that you have, you're clear what the goals are for today. What needs to get accomplished today? And if they're good, let them go do their thing. That's right. That's right. The old mentality,
0: what we like to call the old steel guy, basically would sit gruffly in the old uh, corner office and growl all day. And believe it or not, that that mentality and way of managing still exists today. And they would have time clocks and hourly employees, and they would treat them as second-class citizens which couldn't be further than the, 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 the truth today. I mean, it still exists, but for the most part, it's, it's what's going on in 2018 is employees are being looked at the way they've always been talked about, and that is our most important asset of a company. And good employees, there's nothing like it. Good so employees will, will get you to places you never thought possible.
1: So let's give a few examples, Jack, of, of, of silly conversations that happen that I know our our audience can relate to, Jack, right? So if you have that hourly mentality, that, that hourly focus, you'll probably have a conversation or have had conversations or arguments or or hour long or, or, or hours long discussions about something like smoke breaks. Smoke breaks, right? correct though. Also I'm focusing on, hey, Charlie over there is going on a smoke break every every half hour. The guy smokes like two packs of cigarettes a day, right? Versus, you know, uh, Frank over there. Frank doesn't smoke. But yet, okay, Frank's you know all of a sudden worried about doing this or doing that, or you know, and he's he feels like he's missing out. Like, hey, you know what? I, I need some <clears throat> some smoke break time. You know, I, I need a break to go do something else. All of a sudden, it's creating the wrong kind of culture with stuff. Or I'm going to notice that that uh, Betty Lou over there, she seems to go to the bathroom a lot, Jack. All of a sudden, she's spending you know she's spending you know 20 <laughs> minutes of time in the bathroom. I'm not sure what she does in the bathroom. All you know, old you know, Betty Lou. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I, I, <laughs> I know. I don't know if I want her... to find out either. <laughs> She always has her smartphone with her, which is going in there, though, you know. And she must go in there five times a day. Now, she's always getting her work done, right? But yet, I'm here I am focused on her, her, her bathroom habits. And I'm going to focus on that instead of focusing on what a fantastic job she's doing, getting the work done, doing a great job, getting nothing but compliments from, from the customers about her, right? I'm going to focus now on her, on, her, on her bathroom habits instead. That's right. The, the, the whole message uh, uh,
0: an, hourly, <laughs> an hourly clock watcher uh, gives is that uh, a, a jealousy, and it's more important that everyone be doing what I'm doing rather than what they should be doing for the company. So petty jealousies can often pop up. Well, and,
1: how am I getting screwed? That's what the, that's the prevailing. Employers thought. asking, the employees asking, they're asking of each other, and, hey, she's getting something, I'm not getting around again, versus, hey, we're delivering this stuff. Versus, again, you know, the fact that Frank takes those long smoke breaks, well, you know what? I've seen Frank when he hasn't had a cigarette for a couple hours, and he's he's a pain to work with. Go, go let him have those, you know, let him have that five minutes, because he's much better when he comes back. Why don't we put everybody on salary, Adam? <laughs> banish, banish the hourly
0: would, w- hourly worker from the face of the earth. I would love to, Jack, and I would set a Wait, it would,
1: wait, wait! Not the worker. Just the hourly uh, compensation. Compensation. Yeah, and you set you set the value for what's kind of going on. Here's what that position and roles worth me a part of the part of the struggle with that is as we know come back to the uh, on the organizational side of it most folks get confused about what their what their job is it isn't always as clear and people often do many different things so part of what we coach our clients on is to help them get you know get the organization organized for lack of a better word and get it structured a little bit so you've got very clear descriptions of what functions are being done as part of the organization And you can can assign values to that. That's right. So, you know, what used to be maybe an hourly job, there's a certain value to that. You can now assign that value to it. And if you start to look and you understand your numbers a little bit, you can see what you're spending on that. Is that what it's worth or is that not what it's worth, you know? And so, a very simple example one that came up this week, and it comes to um, a client of ours that's now outsourcing their bookkeeping. Okay. And so they're paying an hourly rate to a firm to do some of their bookkeeping work. And our client's looking at, looking at the numbers as we get the plan together for this year. saying, hey, that's a lot of money that we I didn't realize. He's looking at his, at his profit loss statement, how much you know, overall was spent, you know, and he say hey, for that amount of money, I could probably go find a full time person to do that stuff at a lower cost. Plus, it's not really a full time role. I could probably then give him additional stuff to do. So also you start to find ways, again, to be able to kind of... People will be innovative. People will, will find
0: ways to maximize those kind of situations. That's right. right. But, yeah,
1: so he's putting a certain value on that service or so that position, that function. Hey, that, that, that function's worth X to me, okay? And so if you're able to do that as the owner, start to kind of put place those kind of values. So it may, it may not happen with one with one fail you know, swoop, or also I, I kind of take all the hourly and kind of wipe it out. You may sort of do it position by position or role by role to kind of get it to that point. And if you, if you make the effort to make that happen, you'll be amazed at a couple of things. One is that, that, that some of these, these petty discussions I'm mentioning about you know cigarette breaks and bathroom habits will start to go away, but you start to attract a different kind of person. If you're starting to t- t- try to hire somebody, you've got a salary out there versus an hourly rate, the kind of people applying for that position tend to be different. Yes, it is, in a very positive way, different. Yes, it is. All right, we're, 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 up, we're up against our next break here, Jack, so we're, we'll be back after the break to continue talking about some of these organizational issues and, and helping to rid small business of the hourly mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm Adam Sunhalter, And I'm Jack Mancini, and you are listening to... Dirty Secrets of Small Business? And and st-
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Stay tuned for more of it <laughs> after this break here on WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM and online at wintradio.com.
0: All
1: right, we're back at it here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And
0: I'm Jack Mencini, And we are business coaches, as always, having a good time talking about small business stuff.
1: We're talking tonight about the hourly mentality in small business and trying to rid small business of that hourly mentality. We'd love to hear if you have stories you'd like to share. You can get us here while we're in the studio at 440-946-9468. If you're a little shy don't want to be on the air, you can send us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. And we'd be happy to kind of respond to that and bring it on the air if you have it as well. We've been kind of talking about some of the organizational issues here. and I think a common theme as we started talking here in the last segment, Jack, about the hourly mentality. We've mentioned you know, quite a few times, not only tonight, but during the course of discussions with our clients about the numbers. And it's hard to have perspective on things where, where people plug in if you don't have a, an overall big-picture view of the numbers in terms of how your company's doing, in terms of revenue and costs and, and profits. And so if I'm looking at hiring somebody, it's a very difficult decision for folks w- when it comes to, to a small business. It, it's a very personal thing. And so often we, we have... It's personal because they look to, if things don't go right,
0: have to write, write a check for covering the differences there and the problems. If it doesn't work. If it doesn't work out.
1: Right. Or they're often stretching. I mean, people always try to figure out, you know, when's the right time to, to, to hire somebody. You know, should I, should, should I have some money set aside to kind of do that? How do, I, how do I make that bet? And so if I'm looking at bringing somebody in at 40000 a year, I'm trying to make a $40,000 decision, then maybe that's, that's not the right way to necessarily think about it because you aren't paying them $40,000 today. You're going to pay them, you know, about $3,500. You're, you're going to be paying them each month. Sure. Right? So it's a, sort of break the decision down into, into, into smaller chunks with the idea that if it doesn't work out, and we always counsel our clients this way, you're going to know... You may know as quick as 30 days, but certainly within the next 90 days to to maybe six months at most, you're going to know whether the person you brought on board is the right person or not. And that's what we like to counsel on, where,
0: look, in 90 days, you're going to know everything you have to know about that employee. So bring them in and call that, if you want to, a probationary period, but it's an evaluation period to see if the, the hire was right. And it works out very well. You don't live with a big problem, and to Adam's point, you don't have a forty thousand dollar bill that you have to pay. You got three months of forty thousand, and that's a lot less and a lot lot less daunting. And it gives you, as the owner of the company, an opportunity to experiment. I mean, if if you know you can you can go into a higher price range and experience what we're calling a good a good person a good employee who can do more one of the worst one of the worst uh words that basically describes it comes from the hr department's years ago well i don't know how long ago but but uh we don't want to hire somebody who's overqualified <laughs> why why wouldn't you want to hire somebody who's overqualified
1: hey jack i'm not going to marry that girl she's
0: too she's too hot she looks too good. She's smart. She's got everything you want. No. Right. Okay. I want I want that other one over there which I <laughs> won't describe. <laughs> now, that didn't happen to me or you of course. No. Let uh, no. <laughs> that happen on their end <laughs> about that's, us. That's,
1: that's, scratch their heads, wonder what they're doing with us. That's, that's right. That, that's the better way to look them, at we it. We had them fooled and they're locked up. It's too too late for them to get out. <laughs> so, but unlike a marriage like that, when you're, when you're hiring somebody, you, 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 you know, Jack did a great job of highlighting. So the, the, instead of making a $40,000 decision, we're now making a $10,000 decision, right? That three months instead of a full year it helps to make things a little easier. One of the things that we see a lot with, with, with clients when we start with them is they have some long-term employees. Now, is that a good or a bad thing? And so we can make a case either way. If I have some really good employees that are very loyal, they kind of know what's going on, they're, they're able to, 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 to almost do things in their sleep. You as the owner can almost maybe not be there for a while because things will run themselves. On the flip side of that, it may be that you're just trying to work with them and they've been there so long and come back to this being a very personal thing. If I have 10 employees... You better you know, be sure. I know not only them, I know their their spouse and their kids and their and their pets and their and if they're having something with, you know, if a, if if their parents having an operation or something, I know what's going on in their lives and they become kind of part of the family to a certain extent. You don't have that with a bigger corporation. With the bigger corporations, you you know, you're a number to them. You're a number in a database, you're a number on a spreadsheet to them. It's it's a whole different different way. So uh, it's a lot easier for a big corporation to be a little colder when it comes to hiring and firing folks. For a small business, and we we have that the old adage Jack, that that's been around for for I think probably centuries at this point, which is the the idea of slow to hire and quick to fire. That's right. And most that's... people do the exact opposite. They're 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 quick to hire cuz I have a need to to kind of fill and they're going to grab the first warm body and they're slow to fire hey i'll work with them and again come back to that whole dating thing Hey, you aren't going to fix them you're not going to fix her you know he, he or she is what they are you can train them up a little bit but again you know pretty quickly if it's not going to work you got to get out you know pull that band-aid off and get you know, get out sooner versus later
0: yeah reclamation projects trying to make this person good you know that's all rationale for for not wanting to do the tough job of terminating somebody that that it, it just doesn't work. Sooner or later, that termination is going to happen, either by you or by them. One way or another, something's going to happen.
1: So a very simple example happened this week. We have, we have a, a client of ours who, um, you know, one of their uh, key administrators uh, came in a few weeks ago and kind of gave a, a, a version of a two-week, or I think it might be actually a four-week notice. Okay. So uh, as we're part of the process, this, this is a, a newer client for us. They've been on board for about a year. And getting things kind of organized. And it's okay, let's kind of get that description together. Let's kind of get it posted out there. Let's find some folks. You know, you go out, and there's a lot of great sites these days, you know, like indeed.com or ZipRecruiter. You know, people even go on to Craigslist and that. There's a lot of places you can kind of put stuff. LinkedIn, there's a different place you can kind of go to to, to put out the fact that, hey, I'm, I'm looking to hire somebody. And, and it's amazing how quickly, within hours, certainly within, within a few days, you'll be inundated with dozens or hundreds of resumes of, of some qualified folks. And so they went through this process over the course of about a, about a week or ten days, and and, and identified out of uh, out of all things that had come in, probably eight or ten folks who they thought were pretty good on paper to interview, kind of bring in, you know, start with phone interviews, kind of go through the process. And the day they came down to, to one person, really kind of stood out as really kind of being being a good fit, or probably the best fit for what they're looking for. And so it got to the point where they're, they're, they're looking to make an offer, and, and, and the range that they had listed out, they made the offer at the higher end of the range because that's what they felt this person was worth. And that person came back, and they actually said, no, actually, I can't take less than this. And the, what they couldn't take less than was it wound up being 10000 more than what they had originally thought that they could afford to do. And so they start looking at this. Okay, well, gee, what can we do? Can we stretch... More to do this, you know. And the, part of the overarching burden of it was that they, they they almost wanted to kind of give in because if we don't, we gotta go then we have through to go, the whole we start all over. Woe is right. us. Yeah. Right. And thinking, and
0: that, that, that's not demoralizing, but it uh, certainly isn't something that people like to do and wouldn't do it voluntarily if they had the choice. But it's,
1: but it's been 10 days or two weeks. Right. That's my point. It's, you know, this whole, we come back to the slow to hire, quick to fire thing. So okay, so you start over again. It's okay. You 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 put the net back out again. Again, if, if I'm out fishing and okay, I, I cast the net a couple of times, I don't get anything, Jack, or I had to kind of throw it all back. Okay, well, do you want to eat the the, 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 the bad <laughs> fish, or do I want to kind of go back in, or the, uh, lament about the one that got away? Right. Let's go back in. Start, let's let's put the net back in again. That's See, right. we start to kind of get, and again, you know, I'm, a, I'm a big believer. Things happen for a reason. So this person wasn't the right fit from that standpoint. Okay. Let's go back out and kind of steal yourself up and do it all over yeah. again. Yeah. And so that's where it can, be, it can become tough. And I'll, I'll make the analogy again to to, to those relationships. I, I think we all know, and maybe some of us have actually been in those relationships that aren't the right relationships. And we kind of stick with it. And there's often that fear and, and nagging in the back of your head saying, well, if, 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 if I break this off, there might be a chance that I'm not going to find anybody else. I'm going to be alone. Hmm. All right. So, hey, if I don't bring this person in who's, who's there, you know, can, you know, breathing live in front of me, if I don't bring him in, Jack, that's it. I'm not going to be able to find somebody else to do this, and that's
0: it. That's right. Opportunity gone. None will ever come on, up again uh, passing you by.
1: So come, let me come back to the big picture where, again, and I, I think a lot of our audience can, can probably relate to this. If, you, if, if you're in a situation where maybe your shortest tenured employee is like 15 years, chances are you need to make some changes honestly you know if somebody's been with you for 20 or 30 years it, it, it's probably time for them to go is my guess you've been holding on to them for for so long you're not sure what to do with them anymore and it's, <laughs> it's one of those painful conversations you know, you can't have but uh, again chances are if your company's grown during that time usually what happens is some people get left behind they stay on board but they kind of plateau maybe they plateaued in year five here they are 10 years later and they're still hanging on and mm-hmm. you know, we got to make some changes that's a big part of what we help our clients do help them see the value in that, and bringing those good people on to help take your company up and start to grow, instead of being bumping along. It's a big, big key to that.
0: Hey, wait, we've been together fifteen years. We're we're coming up to that twenty year period before we know it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got past the seven year itch, Jack. We're okay. That's right. We're good. We're good to go. That's the big thing. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, 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 it's a key thing to be be able to look at your organization and, and see what's there, but. Again, we'll often reinforce for our clients that you should constantly be talking to people and constantly interviewing people, and it's good for you to meet people and kind of see. Because what happens is, again, if you meet people that are out there, it gives you the confidence that hey, I'm not beholden. That's that's another thing. Again, uh, trying to try get you know uh, help our our audience understand, there might be a person or two or three within your organization that you honestly feel held hostage by to a certain extent that holy cow jack if something were to happen to to bridget over here i'd be in trouble if she you know if she wanted to leave i'd be in trouble or if joe wanted to go and you know if joe's gonna gonna hold me hostage and and, and demand five thousand more a year or, or an extra week of vacation i gotta give it to him because you know if he leaves i'm you know i'm dead in the water well, it's jack. that
0: same mentality that that basically uh you were, you were talking about before, where people don't want to crank up again and go find the next employee, go through another round of, of recruiting and going through resumes and going through all that stuff again. Sort of the same camp. It's in the same camp,
1: the well, mentality. Well, again, most people, have, what we find is I would say probably half our clients haven't been through that process in years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, again, a lot of them start with, they don't even go through it to, to start with. Because I'm hiring family and friends, or buddies, or or friends of friends, that kind of show up, or it becomes kind of a. I'm trying to think what the 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 word I'm looking for here. It's it's not done on purpose. It just kind of evolves that way to a certain extent. So they aren't sure what to do or what's out there. But I think to your point, we we have trouble explaining what a good person is.
0: Very hard, almost impossible. Yeah, you, you. In fact, it is impossible. You have to you have to experience the dynamics the the pleasantries involved with a good person in your company who gets along with other people who takes the lead, who does more than is expected and is constantly surprising you that way. It's attitudinal pretty much all the way that's embedded in them, you know, so as they progress through life that's that's their mentality they like to do stuff. They they, they they become a valuable, hugely valuable employee because of that. And you talk about stress relief. Those kind of people tremendously influence stress in a positive way.
1: Yes, they do. <laughs> All right, we're up against our, our last break. We have one more segment to go on today's show. We'll be talking a little bit more after the break about some of these organizational issues, coming back to our our hourly mentality and finding those good people. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are... Maximum Value Partners, Business Coaches.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, welcome back to our final segment for the evening here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter.
0: Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, as you've heard a few times tonight. And we deal with small business owners, owners of companies that have from 1 to 25 employees. And we get them. If they can understand, and they can, they can understand the seven keys to success. They're going to get to places they never thought possible. And yes. in the meantime, they've got to deal with an hour empl- an hourly employee mentality. What the heck is that, Adam? We've been talking about it all night, and I, I don't know if I know what it is.
1: Well, the hourly employee mentality is part of it. I think the overall hourly mentality that's infected business, where we're, we're spending so much time counting hours and fractions of hours and minutes and everything else to where we've got people focusing on the wrong things and it often gets them focused on themselves and how am I getting screwed over by somebody or how am I missing out on something versus how am I delivering and satisfying the customers by delivering the right product or service in a timely fashion as promised and doing well by the company and worry about getting mine, make sure I get my hours, make sure that I have that steady paycheck or to get my overtime hours. That you know, People find ways to try to game a system. And it creates a lot of distrust and creates a big wedge between ownership or management and 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 workers in terms of what's kind you know, of going on. You that's a good
0: point. You know, when you have this hourly mentality, you you take a lot of good thinking and efforts off the ball, and that ball is to make and and have your your customer get the best experience possible. And that takes away from it when you're worried about somebody getting a couple more minutes than you or. Like gaming the system, good good term, because somebody's trying to take advantage of this hourly mentality here, and it's kind of silly. It really is silly.
1: So let's try to address the how part of this, Jack, in the the last part of the show here. That's a a big part of what, what we're about, not only with this show, but with our clients, which is how do you do this? And we're always big fans of taking baby steps to start with, okay? So if you have some hourly employees or hourly positions as part of your company, pick one and try to try to find a way to convert that more to a salaried position. Or as I was giving an example before where we, we have a, 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 a collision repair company that they, they'll do things kind of on a per-job basis. Depending on how, you know, how your business works, try to get away and be a little more creative in finding ways to compensate and incent people that's not tied to hours. And start with one at a time. So try to pick one. And if you've got six or eight or ten positions, I, I guarantee you can find at least one to start with to get that ball rolling in terms of finding ways to to be able to do that, you know, if you have a, if you have one of those those uh, uh, time clocks, you know, I mean, I'm envisioning the, the the movie Office Space Jack, where they 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 they, they, <laughs> took, they, they took the fax machine That's after it. after, the, after the t- the, his two two buddies got fired, took, they took the fax machine that or the printer was always driving them nuts. Mm-hmm. And they brought uh, out into the field and they started just beating the, beating the crap out of the thing with baseball the bat bats. And stuff uh, forgot yeah, everything else, yeah. right? Picture having that where you got you know you got a bat or a sledgehammer or something you're, you're gonna smash the time clock right and just you know the the physical act of doing that and, and, and hey we're we're done tracking all this hourly stuff and you know picture having a day where you can we you you can make that happen because they aren't worried about punching in and punching out where they're gonna be there and not focused on just the hourly stuff and again it can start with one that's all one it takes one position to start that's that right. way right that's right. And what we work on with our clients, and we're talking to to, to you, the, the business owner here, we have got to work on that that space in between your ears, and that's your mentality. Whatever garbage you have got in your head about that, and you know, if you're worried about you're worried about how you're gonna get screwed by somebody, well, chances are you probably are going to, because that 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 vibe's gonna go out there. It's one of those things. That whatever you tend to focus on tends to happen, right? Versus trying to create the right environment that's gonna focus on. Delivering tremendous services and products to your customers, starting with you and rolling down to the rest of your team, and not the, the what's the term people like to use, Jack, about like micromanaging?
0: Micromanaging, right. Okay.
1: So, to me, the hourly part is, is one of the worst parts of that. I, I got to imagine down to the minute, Jack, in terms of when you're punching in and punching out, how many breaks you're taking, and did you take two minutes too long or. What are you supposed to do, you know, if 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 you've got diarrhea, Jack, you gotta come run out of the bathroom and just you know, make a mess everywhere, or do, do you stay in the bathroom for an extra five minutes to take care of stuff? I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. It is, I agree. So why do we do it?
0: I don't know. There's there's, there's a mean, lot there, of things we a, do. There's a lot of laws and and probably employment regulations that have to be considered. I don't I I don't see why this is a huge obstacle. Uh, but I'm sure there are different thresholds that are changing daily. And, <laughs> you, know, well, well, you, that's, you that's. know, you 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 don't know. And so this is, to me, a throwback to the old industrial days. Hourly employees, the mentality of an hourly rate really isn't needed. Okay. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of people who disagree with that. And we can call and debate. You know, that would be great.
1: That's yeah, right, call, it it call in, 440-946-9468. You've got a couple minutes left in the show if you want to call in. If not, you can call us afterwards. We'd be happy to kind of talk to you about it. But I want to touch on something you know, while we're waiting for those, Jack, that you mentioned government and regulations. Mm-hmm. What that leads to is paralysis. Definitely. Paralysis by the ownership or manager to say, I can't do something. And If you're finding yourself saying, I can't, add the word yet to that. I can't figure out how to do that yet or I can't do that yet because there's a way. If you try to figure out how to do it, so, you know, using the excuse for I can't do it, get out of your own way. Usually you're, you're the biggest problem. But I guarantee you if you have good people you know, you,
0: and you huddle them up and you say, look, here's what I'm trying to do. I want to do this, so let's find a solution. Don't call your lawyer and have him come in and, and walk in with a big, big bucket of water and throw it on everybody. Kind of work this thing out until you got about three or four ideas that you'd like to try to go, go with. And then call your attorney and say, look, I have these five ideas that I'm trying to do, and here's my objective, blah, blah, blah. And then go through them one at a time and, and keep massaging until you get your answer. Uh, there are ways, always legal, you know, always legal. And there are legal ways to do this stuff. But the psychology is huge, and we fall in as small business owners, we fall into too many little tar pits here that uh, keep us stuck, and stuck in the wrong places. We don't want to be that way.
1: So let me give you a, a quick little personal story how this tends to work. So you know, for, for those of you who know me or follow the show, you know, you, you know that I grew up in an entrepreneurial environment. You know, I've been around since I was three years old. My parents started a company. And they've had ups and downs, you know, over the 40 years of owning that business, ups and downs, as, as is always the case. And there were a couple times, you know, during some of those down periods where they had some tough choices to make. And you know, the, the, the business that they were in, the, their, their biggest cost or expense was employees.
0: Not unusual. And so right. if all of a
1: sudden we have a dip in revenue, really the only big place you have to cut is, is, is from the employee standpoint. So what they did a couple of different times over the years is they went to their employees and explained the situation, what was going on, and said, we have a couple of options. Where things are currently, we can either, you know, we have to eliminate X dollars of expenses in order to to, to maintain profitability. So that, that, that equates to either maybe one or two people to do that, or we can each take a 10% haircut in our salaries. And that was after they had taken tremendous reductions in their own personal compensation. Your parents. Yeah. So, yeah. And they said, okay, what, you know, what do you guys want to do? That's leading by example, by the way. Every but go on. Every time, the team chose to take a 10% cut in pay. And a couple of reasons for that is they were all salaried folks. And what happens is they're, they're looking and going, hey, you know what? How confident am I that those one or two people that have to be let go how confident am I that it's not going to be me and it's going to be you, Jack? Or it's going to be somebody else over there. You know, Do I want to roll those dice? Versus, hey, this is a good place to be. They're taking good care of me. Let me know what's kind of going on. Can I tighten things up for a little bit and take a little bit of a cut in what's kind of going on with the idea that when things do get kind of turned back around that they'll get back up to where we were or even maybe beyond that? See, that,
0: that's good employees and good management and letting them know what's going on all along the way. Just don't call them in on a crisis. You know, give them compliments and you get you get good people that way. And obviously that's an example of good people collectively.
1: And it, there was not the hourly mentality that we're talking about there. Right. Okay, people are, are thinking about what's best for the organization. Here's what we're trying to do. And give them a chance. Here's what, here, here, here are some of the options, you know, and so... Is that kind of equivalent? If you, you know, could, you do something like that with, with an hourly. Hey, everybody's gonna cut their hours by five hours a, a week. Yeah, maybe you could do that, but likelihood of, of people rallying around that often becomes problematic from that standpoint. And, and, and their mentalities are often different. But there's ways to approach this stuff to make sure that you're, you're approaching people in the right way. You create the kind of culture you, that they, they, they you're looking to create. And you know, we were discussing a little earlier today, Jack, about slaves and slave masters 150, 160 years ago and the way things were done and often the slave masters were were, were, were the biggest tyrants and they were one of their own, right? That's right. And uh, often that can be the mentality when we're dealing with with hourly employees is, hey, you aren't treating them the way you'd want to be treated or, or handled the way you want to be handled so you're not going to get the results you're looking for. You know, it's, it, 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 Again, it's, it's so buried I think in, in, in so many people's psyche that we maybe aren't even aware of it it I think that's
0: true, Adam. I, I think we are not aware of it when we do those kinds of things. The modern world calls for openness. It calls for inclusion and participation. If you have certain barriers that are old, old in their management influence and style, you're going to be behind the eight ball. You have to be. So an hourly wage mentality, let's ban it. Like ten second or no, 10-minute, uh, six-minute, Hourly hourly increments for uh, an attorney's bill, uh, same thing. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Who does
1: that? That's a that's a whole other show, Jack. And, yeah, uh, it is. That's uh, that. But that's another example of how the hourly mentality has infected not only the production floor, but has infected professional services and other folks like that. And you know, if you if you were to talk to some of the folks in the professional schools or the law schools or wherever it might be, or or college or or, or graduate school folks, hey, are you getting all this education to go to, to go be an hourly employee? It's like going out and becoming a salesperson, right? People didn't get all this education to be uh, to be a salesperson. People will kind of will kind of go back at you like that, right? So, again, it's permeated so many areas. That's a that's a whole a whole separate show we'll get to here shortly. We'll get to that
0: one, yeah. We'll get to that one at another time.
1: But, again, we often use those, though, to your point, Jack, as examples, as we're helping our clients understand how they receive some of those things when, when they're confronted with it. You know, if, you know, as a customer, let's say, of a, a law firm or CPA firm, how, how it makes them feel where they're getting billed for, Emails that are sent, or this, or that, or, or for for a two-minute phone call, or, or things that they didn't even know happened. All of a sudden, this bill shows up. How
0: does that build goodwill? How do, how could it possibly right? Can't.
1: And so yeah, and it's usually fun too. when We talk to our clients about this. We have to. I know we have to wrap up here, Jack. But we talk to our clients about it, and as they're presenting, and we try to ask them why. Our point earlier you know, how, how did we get here? We try to help them explain why, and you, usually there's lots of smiles and laughs because they, 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 they can't explain <laughs> it. Or it's kind of, hey, that's what I know kind of thing, right? So, uh, again, hopefully you found today's show to be very helpful. If you, if you are a victim or a, uh, say a victim, if you're the one who's, who's uh, helping the same. Perpetuating per- uh, the hour. There we go. Yeah. A perpetuator of this hourly stuff. Stop it. Please stop it. For the love of God, stop it. That's right. So thanks for being part of tonight's show here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can get us when we're not in the studio. Again, radio at MaximumVP.com, or you can give us a call, 877-849-0670. See you around, Adam. All right, Jack. You guys can learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM and online at wintradio.com. Sit down, Sean.